a dirty girl. Me no don't tell you, don't call me no blood clot phone when me there work. Yeah, or me don't ya suck your mother pussy clot. And me don't give you two bucks in your bumbo clot face when me come home. Shia, hijos de puta! What's up, everybody? This is the 13th episode. I was just gonna end the show right here because I'm not superstitious. I'm hyperstitious. Didn't know what to do with this one. Was gonna make it a filler episode and just play the little intro song, but you know what? We're gonna have fun. We like to have fun here. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna share jokes, a couple jokes, make you laugh, and then you're on your way. Everything's good. We're gonna have a good time. Well, let me tell you the story about a rich couple. The husband, he's very absent-minded, doesn't really know what he's doing, can't connect with his wife. His wife! And so they throw this party. Things are going well, yeah, but the wife gets all bored. And as she's sitting there, she notices, she notices the butler, James, going upstairs. And so she... She follows suit right after him, and she goes into the master bedroom, and there she finds James. And you know what? She's had a few drinks, but she gets up there, and she sees him. She locks the door behind her, and it's just her and James in the master bedroom, and she goes, James, James, take off my dress. And James is just stunned. James is frozen solid. He takes off her dress, and then she goes, James, take off my heels. What can James do? He takes off her heels. And then she says, James, very strict voice. James, direct. James, take off my panties. James is stunned, but he obliges. He takes off her panties. And then the rich wife goes, James, if I ever catch you wearing my clothes again, you're fired. Ah, James, you dog. Well, that's that. So let me tell you a little bit more. I've got all of this stuff in my head, so let me just put it into this episode. So let me tell you about Richard. Richard's case is an unfortunate one. You know, he's really been taken to the bottle. He's been drinking a lot, drinking too much. His wife is unhappy. His kids don't respect him. Well, fuck it, he says. He goes out one night, drinks really heavy, really heavy. Comes back home, sees his wife is already asleep. And he plops down right next to her and just passes out. Well, that night, the entire room is just overcome with this bright, blinding light, which wakes Richard up. Richard looks at the foot of the bed, and he sees St. Peter himself in all his glory. And he says, my son, now you've done it. You have died from alcohol poisoning. Come with me. You're going to heaven. And Richard's just terrified. He's like, no, no, no. I've been such a terrible father. I, I need to fix things with my wife. I'm, no, please, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. I'll change. I'll change. And St. Peter goes, ah, you know what? There is a rule. There is a slight little rule people don't really know about. But you can become reincarnated into a dog or a chicken if you'd like. And so Richard's thinking he lives on a farm. And... He, he has chickens all around. He's like, you know what? I'll become a chicken. That way I can at least still keep an eye on my wife and my kids and grow up with them. Boom. He instantly becomes a chicken. And he's right next door. He's, he's actually like walking around. He's like, oh, this feels so funny. He starts pecking, starts eating the grass and the grubs. And then a rooster comes over. He's like, hey, you must be the new one here. And he goes, yeah, yeah, it's so cool. I'm, I'm a chicken now. It's a brand new shot at life. I'm so thankful. 
And then Rooster goes, oh, okay, cool. That's awesome. Do you, do you have any questions? Do you, like, is everything cool? And then Richard goes, yeah, I mean, I, I got this weird feeling like, like, a, like a pressure in my chest. And the rooster goes, oh, yeah, of course. You got to lay an egg. That, feel, that means you got to lay an egg. And so Richard, he squirms and wrinkles and boom, out comes an egg. Oh, what a relief. And then he says, that felt so good. I might, I might go for another one. I think I feel another one coming. And the rooster's, yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead. And so he's squirming and he's really pushing and, and then boom, his wife slaps him in the face, goes, Richard, you shit the bed again. What are you doing? Ha <laughs> ha. I told you we like to have fun here. We like to have fun here. These are perfectly appropriate for dinner parties, by the way. Throw this at your nearest cocktail party if you can. Quote me if you'd like. I'll deny it, but these jokes are all yours now. Well, you're going to learn about Dirty Johnny, but Dirty Johnny's not dirty in this joke. Story goes that a teacher is preparing an in-class assignment. She says to the class, class, today you're going to share a story from your life and the moral to that story. Well, little Becky raises her hand. Teacher goes, yes, Becky, what do you got? Little Becky says, well, my father works at the hatchery here in town. And one day he collected about 15 eggs and put them all in one basket. And was driving home in the horse and buggy. And with the road all bumpy as it is, as you all well know. Well, all the eggs broke. And he came home with nothing. Teacher goes, that's very interesting, but what's the moral of that story? Well, little Becky says, the moral is don't put all your eggs into one basket. Teacher's very proud. She sees the she sees that the lesson is working. Very nice, little Becky. Very nice. Good lesson. Good moral. Anyone else got another story? Little Margaret in the corner there raises her hand. Yes, Margaret. What story do you have? Little Margaret says, Well, my dad also works at the hatchery, as do most of our, our parents. Thank God for the hatchery, or we'd all be lost. Anyways, little Marguerite says, um, well, my dad knows that eggs become chickens. And so he added in all these chickens into his truck and added some eggs and counted the eggs as chickens and made the calculations and thought he would have a certain number of chickens. Well, he drove along the road, got all bumpy, and all the eggs broke. So he didn't have the number he thought of chickens. He had much less. And the teacher goes, okay, but what's the moral to that? Well, Margaret says, don't count your eggs until they've hatched. Teacher goes, that's a great lesson. Really nice moral. Well done. And in the corner there, with a little smirk on his face, is little Johnny with his little hand up. And the teacher, it's like, oh, I can't do it. Not today. It's been a, such a long day. It's been a brutal week. Little Johnny's going to mess up the lesson here. But, well, I took an oath on one hand. I got I to gotta respect every child's right to learn. And, uh, all right, all right, little Johnny, what do you got? Little Johnny stands up, adjusts his little shirt and his pants. He goes, the story's about my Uncle Terry. He doesn't work at no hatchery. 
on account that he was in Vietnam. Matter of fact, he doesn't like anyone who works at the hatchery. But the story here takes place far from these shores in a little town called Da Nang. My Uncle Terry wasn't well liked. In fact, his troop left him, abandoned him, with three bottles of Jack Daniels, some weapons. Well, Uncle Terry woke up, saw the condition he was in. He said, if I'm going out, I'm going out. And downed a bottle of Jack Daniels right away. Picked up a couple of Kalishnikovs, a few Glocks, and went into the jungle, right into the thick of it. A few hours later, he came across a town, and he didn't know if it was Charlie or someone he was there to protect. All he knew, he had hate in his gut, and so he, uh, he started firing. And he started firing in an, in an arcing sort of motion, like a like a farmer would with, with a scythe, you know, with hay. And like hay, the men fell before him. And then the women, and by God, am I afraid to say it, even the children. And after firing like this, Terry stood there in the blood and the guts and the glory. And Uncle Terry touched his pants and felt felt it was wet and he felt deep shame uncle terry deep shame for he had a uh, he had pissed himself he went to touch it again and turns out it was not urine at all but ejaculate and pride took place where shame once was and the teacher's like good christ what was that what's the moral to that and little johnny goes well when Uncle Terry's been drinking, you don't fuck with him. All right, everybody, have a great day and have a great life. Peace be with you always. Mm -hmm.